Well, thank you again, everybody, so much for giving of your time today to join us here at Divine Mercy Sunday at Stockbridge. I'm Father Chris Alar, one of the Miriam priests, and it's an honor to be here with our fellow priests, our seminarians. You can see we have some incredibly gifted, good future priests that God has brought to us. We thank you for all the volunteers and the extraordinary ministers. Um, we're touched far and wide. I see a very special friend here of our Marian community, Chris Malfuccio. And Chris just lost his mom Friday night. So I'd like to especially remember her in the Mass. And all of you, volunteers, pilgrims, I even see Robin here doing our sign language. You know, the very first time I ever saw the Marian, anything to do with the Marian fathers, was almost 20 years ago. I was flicking through cable TV on a Sunday, had no idea what Divine Mercy Sunday was, and I saw this lady making these hand signals. <laughs> and I noticed it was a mass. Little did I know how that would change my life and the life of so many of you. So again, we thank you. As we said in the beginning of Mass, God has you here for a purpose. He has you here for a reason. Unfortunately, we could not have a full crowd today due to town limitations. But God has brought you here personally. Now why? Well, the reasons are many. But I think the best is divine mercy, as Jesus told St. Faustina, is mankind's last hope of salvation. Jesus said, if you do not adore my mercy, and I thought these words were kind of harsh when I first read them, but now I understand them fully. Jesus said, if you do not adore my mercy, you will perish forever. The very fact that you are here today, you are adoring God's mercy. Jesus said, if you do not pass through the doors of my mercy, you must pass through the doors of my justice. Here today, you are passing through the doors of his mercy. You know, God's mercy is nothing new. Our MC today is Brother Jason Lewis, who was very close to Father Seraphim. God rest his soul. And in many ways, we are all here today because of Father Seraphim. Yes, obviously, it starts with St. Faustina, John Paul, and of course, God's grace itself. That's the, the whole beginning of everything. But if it wasn't for that little white-haired man that had the courage to not only restore the image of divine mercy, not only to have it translated from the Polish, not only to smuggle it out of communist Poland, 
to the United States to then be disseminated throughout the world. But it was also him who spearheaded the church's recognition of the Feast of Divine Mercy. Today, we celebrate this, and as we mentioned, St. Augustine, St. Augustine, Augustine, and St. Gregory of Nazianzen said that in these eight days, we have an incredible feast. All these days are celebrated as one. All these eight days are considered Easter. But they said the highest point is the last day, the culmination, the octave day. That is here today. We just heard from St. Thomas in the gospel, one of the few words we have recorded of him speaking do you know we also have the words of St. Thomas recorded in something called the Apostolic Constitutions? Did you know this? Do you know we have the words of St. Thomas going back to the first century in his recorded words saying, we need a feast on the eighth day. And of all people, me, who doubted this, now recognizes that we need a feast on the eighth day to celebrate God's mercy. I was blown away when I first heard that. And all of a sudden it makes sense when Jesus told St. Faustina that I want a feast on this day. What day? The Sunday after Easter. Why that day? Why did he pick this day, the Sunday after Easter? Why not October 5th, St. Faustina's feast day or cameraman Giuseppe's birthday? <laughs> Why? Why this day? Jesus said, it must be this day. Why? Going back to our beloved Father Seraphim, and I laugh because Brother Jason always used to say, you ever want to get Father Seraphim going? Just ask him about the octave of Easter, the eight days. So I will try to briefly summarize that for you. Father Seraphim so eloquently used to say that it has to be on this day. It can't be any other. And I used to be a seminarian saying, why, Father, why is that? Oh, it's very clear. On the first day of the octave is what? What was the first day of the Easter octave? Easter Sunday. And Father Seraphim would teach us that on that first day of the octave, Jesus opened the door to heaven. He redeemed all of mankind. Is all of mankind redeemed? Yes. But will all of mankind be saved? Father Seraphim used to shake his head and say, unfortunately, no. Well, then what does this mean? Father Seraphim used to say that on that first day of the Easter octave is Easter Sunday, Jesus opened the door to heaven. And then he would say the next seven days are symbolic. And he would look at me across the table and say, what is seven? I would say it's the perfect number in the Bible. Yes, but for what, he would say. 
Seven is the perfect number in regards to time or creation. But Father Seraphim was quick to add to that, what is the number eight? And the number eight to the Jews was a greater number, not just because it came after seven, but eight was a more powerful number to the Jews because while seven represented time, and we hear about it in the Bible, eight actually represented eternity to the Jews. So all of a sudden, this picture started to make sense, and I want to share this with you. Because Father Seraphim would say how clear it is that Jesus on day one opened the door to heaven. The next seven days are symbolic of your pilgrimage here on earth called life. The next seven days, <clears throat> you are living in time. But every one of our time will come to an end. At one point or another, all of us will enter into eternity. And Father Seraphim would say, that is the eighth day. Then Father would go on to say, so what happens on the eighth day? Your judgment. And he would say that Jesus is the groom. And he's coming as the groom for his bride. Who's the bride? The church. Who's the church? We are. And one of the most interesting conversations I remember with Father Seraphim is he said, now when Jesus comes for us as the bride, he is a Jew. He's going to want to take us home to meet his mother and his father. Mother Mary, God the Father. But like any good Jew, he wants his bride to be spotless. He wants her to be pure. And Father Seraphim used to say, hmm, what's he going to find when he comes? Is he going to find us pure and spotless? Or is he going to find us wallowing in the mud puddles? Now, on that eighth day, Christ wants you spotless. And then he would say to me, that's why Jesus put Divine Mercy Sunday on the eighth day. So that you can become spotless. I used to say, Father, well, spotless, we become spotless every time we go to confession, right? He would say, no. It shocked me. But he would say, yes, you're forgiven of your sin and the eternal punishment due to sin, a.k.a. hell, but the temporal punishment due to sin may remain. If you have any attachments, he would tell me, you could, you could be, for instance, sorry for your sin of alcohol or getting drunk, but you're still attached to it. You may be sorry for your sin of pornography, but you may still be attached to it. You have to face the fact that there's consequences to our sins. So when you are coming out of the confessional, you are cleansed of the sin, but the consequence of that sin still remains. And he used a good example. He says, it's like putting a nail into the wall. If you pound a nail into the wall, Father said, God just pulled that nail out of the wall in the confessional. But there is a hole still remaining in that wall. And he wants you to repair that hole. He pulled the nail, 
He wants you to pull, excuse me, he pulled the nail. He wants you to fix the hole. So now what does all that mean? Well, there are two types of stains that can be on our soul. The first is sin. That's wiped out in confession. And the second is the punishment or the consequences of our sins that we must make atonement for. Now, yes, we can clear those out with beautiful things like plenary indulgences, but you got to have no attachment to sin, even venial, and that's really difficult. So to finish, what would Father say? Don't let the grace of Divine Mercy Sunday pass you by. Because when Jesus comes as that groom on the eighth day, he wants to find you spotless. Odds are he won't. So you need to get to confession. And then he said, the temporal punishment remaining for your sin, which most likely remains unless you have perfect contrition or no attachment to sin. He said, even that is wiped away by Jesus's promise of 699 of the diary. So guess what, everybody? When you come up this aisle right now in about 10 minutes for Holy Communion, you are making your wedding march. And who is waiting for you at the altar? Just like a Catholic wedding, the groom. Who is the groom? Jesus. And when you, the bride, come up, you are meeting your groom. And just like the wedding night, it is consummated. The groom literally enters into you, the bride. Now with that comes the complete purification of your soul. Jesus wants his bride spotless. So that's why he said, go to confession. Doesn't matter if it was today, as long as you're in a state of grace, as it could have been yesterday or this week, as long as you're in a state of grace, then receive Holy Communion. And Jesus promises that the soul that has been to confession and receives Holy Communion will be completely cleansed of not only all sin, but all punishment due to sin. Then guess what, everybody? You are now that spotless soul that Jesus has come for. This is a premonition of your eighth day when you will enter into eternity. So start now. Get cleansed. Be purified. And when you receive Holy Communion, I've been trying to teach this, Father. Uh, many priests have told me, Father, you can't lead people in a prayer that doesn't have an imprimatur. In the liturgy, this prayer has an imprimatur. It's in my book, Understanding Divine Mercy, and this prayer received the imprimatur. So I'm allowed to share it with you today. When you go back to your, well, I would say pew, but your bench, after receiving Holy Communion today, simply make a prayer something like this. It can be in your own words, but simply make a prayer something like this. Jesus Christ, my Lord and my God, Thomas's words on the first Divine Mercy Sunday. You promise St. Faustina that the soul that has been to confession, I have 
And if you haven't, make an act of contrition with the promise to go back to confession as soon as you can. But Jesus Christ, you promised St. Faustina, the soul that has been to confession, I have. And the soul that receives holy communion, I just did will receive the complete forgiveness of not only all sin, but all punishment. Jesus, please give me this grace. Jesus, I trust in you. And Jesus will give you this grace, or he doesn't keep his promise, and nobody's going to claim that. You just have to have a rectification of the will, then I'm going to try to amend my life. Praise be to God. There is no greater day. Father, you're a heretic. Easter, no, this is all one. The octave, all eight days are Easter. This is the bookend. On this day, Jesus said, the floodgates of my mercy are open. On this one day, you have come. For that one day, God bless you. Open your heart. As I said in another talk, I said there may be nothing more important that you ever do in your entire life than what you are about to do in the next 15 minutes. Praise be to God. Thank you, and God bless all of you. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.